0: Well, hi, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas with your families. It's the day after Christmas. And so uh, Merry Christmas. We've got still a couple of days left here in 2022. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited for 2023. Today, I'm going to answer some listener questions. Uh, We're going to talk about sleepovers a little bit. And also, I'm going to answer a question I get a lot, which is what are my plans for the coming year? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thank you guys for tuning in today. I'm so glad that you've joined me here in my little corner of the internet. We've got some new donors here to the Heidi St. John podcast. I don't often talk about the opportunity that you have to be a part of funding this podcast. And I wanted to say thank you to a couple of new donors, Lauren in Missouri, who wrote it and said, thank you, Heidi, you and your team are beacons of light during this chaotic time. You've given me courage, encouragement, and perspective since I started listening to your podcast. Keep it up. Thank you so much for that, Lauren. And also to Nicole in Washington State, thank you guys for your support. If you would like to sign up to be a financial supporter of this podcast, you can do that monthly. We'd really appreciate that, especially coming into the new year. And I have a donor box account and you just go to donorbox.org forward slash donation and then a hyphen, a little small dash, 827 donation-827. That is our account at donorbox.org. And I will link back to that in the show notes today. So if you are interested in supporting this podcast, one of the ways that you can do that is by going to our sponsors. And that includes anchor.fm. and includes My MyPillow. Uh, you guys have heard me do ads for various things here over the last couple of years. And all of those partnerships help us get this podcast out to more and more people. So thank you so much for becoming a partner with me here at the Heidi St. John podcast and also for supporting what God is doing at the ministry that is Firmly Planted Family. I've got a lot of questions to answer on this Monday after Christmas and a couple of them, I mean, really, really great questions, you guys. I love that you're sending them in. You know how to get those to me. It's HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Turn those into us and uh, we love to answer your questions here at the show and there are no topics really that are off limits and so we appreciate your thoughts we'd love to hear your guest suggestions i'll link back to how you can uh, suggest a guest for us here at the show in the show notes today again you just go to HeidiStJohn.com and all that information is there including how you can bring me to speak for your event in 2023 all right the first question comes in from a listener in indiana And she says, Heidi, what do you think about accepting public funds for homeschooling? This is a relatively new thing in our neck of the woods and it seems like it could be lucrative for the government while still helping homeschool families afford things like curriculum and private music lessons. We are considering becoming part of this publicly funded program that would put cash in our pockets to assist us with homeschooling. All right, so this is a great question and I have addressed this many times at the show. For those of you who are not aware uh, of what this listener is talking about, there are many programs here in Washington State. They're called parent partnering programs. We see things like River Home Link, uh, and these are all monies that the government has set aside allotted for homeschooling. And I put homeschooling in air quotes there because really, once you sign up for these government programs, you're no longer homeschooling. You are doing a different form of education through the public school system, but I don't like that they have hijacked the terminology homeschooling. To me, homeschooling means that parents are in charge of their child's education. I believe, and I'm going to continue to do this as I, when I ran for Congress, I talked about this quite a bit as part of my platform for education reform. We desperately need education reform in the United States, but what we don't need in the midst of pursuing education reform is for the public school movement to hijack homeschooling. And they do this in a variety of ways. And one of the main ways they do it is through funding, right? And so uh, a public school could come into an area that's maybe depressed or an area that seems to have more parents pulling their kids out of the public school system. And they'll come in and they'll say, hey, if you will sign up to do your homeschooling through your local public school, then we will give you X amount of dollars for curriculum, X amount of dollars for." Uh, music lessons or whatever uh, it might be. I saw this come to Washington State many, many years ago, particularly in eastern Washington. And I'm telling you what, these parent partner programs have basically all but obliterated independent private homeschooling in the eastern part of Washington State. And I think it's very dangerous for the homeschool movement. One of the things that is so wonderful about the homeschool movement is it is privately funded. In other words, parents deciding we're not going to take the government money through the public school system or any other way with regards to the education of our children, because we don't want the public school interfering in the education of our kids. And that's exactly what we give them permission to do when we take their money. As I've said many times here at the podcast, with shekels come shackles. And so if the government comes in and says, hey, we're interested in helping you homeschool your kids, and so we're going to give you X amount of dollars. I want you to understand very, very frankly that the government does not care about your success as a homeschool parent. They are simply interested in tracking your child's information and in getting money from the federal government. So if you get, let's say here in Washington state, for example, for every, every student that goes to a brick and mortar school, we're looking at about $16,000 a year. So when you pull that comes in from the government, right? Via your taxes. So when you pull your child out of that public school, do you think that they're going to be happy about that? No, they just lost $16,000. So if they come to you and say, hey, if you would enroll your child in our quasi homeschool program, and we will sort of give you control over what you do with your kids, maybe they don't have to be in the school in the actual brick and mortar building for more than say two days a week, uh, we will give you $1,500 in a stipend but they're still getting a massive amount of funding. And it's actually a boon for the public schools because they get that funding without having to put in, uh, without your child having to really spend much time on the brick and mortar campus at all. And so they get to add those numbers to their uh, to their registries. The other thing that it says when homeschoolers take money from the private, or when homeschoolers take money rather from the public schools is that, hey, we need your help, we can't do without you, which is absolutely not true. This is the reason that my husband and I founded Firmly Planted Family many years ago was to come alongside families and say, listen, we want to help you thrive in your pursuit of homeschooling and believe that you can do it outside of assistance from the government. It is very dangerous for the private. And this is you know, one of the things that we're gonna be dealing, with, I think, residually in the months to come because of all the people now that are homeschooling because of COVID. They came out of the Rona and they realized, oh my goodness, we could homeschool our kids and we like doing it. But then the public school says, hey, we miss you. They don't miss you. They just miss your money. Let's be clear. They come in and they say, hey, we miss you. And we really want to help you be successful in homeschooling. And I think it's actually, I don't believe to be true. I think they're literally just after money and they're after the indoctrination of your children. And if they can get their claws on them in, uh, in the private movement, which is at homeschooling, they absolutely will. The government is not gonna give you anything without expecting something in return. And so the question has to be, what is it that they want? Well, A, they want the money that comes from the allotment that your child will be giving them once you sign them up under this parent partner program or whatever they call it in Indiana. And two, they want access into your education regime with your children. So what is the education program that you're doing with your kids? It's one of the reasons why here at Firmly Planted And throughout our years running the nonprofit, we do not take money from the government in any way, shape or form. We never took the PPP money when it was offered to us Uh, during the RONA. We do not want the government interfering in the education of our children. We don't want the government coming in and saying, here's what you can and cannot do with regard to educating your children. And so I think it's a very slippery slope. I would like to see public money completely out of the private homeschool movement and to take, frankly, the terminology out of it as well. If the public school comes in and says that they want to be involved in homeschooling, it's no longer homeschooling. Homeschooling is independent. It is uh, done through with uh, in coordination with parents and whatever curriculum they choose and whatever tutors they decide to work with and however they decide to do it. It's a hundred percent up to the parents and their student to determine the course of educating their children that they want to take. The other thing that I think is important to note is I believe in the uh, the idea that the money should follow the, the backpack. So you see all these money follow the backpack laws that are being introduced in various states. We're trying to get one passed here in Washington state. There are lots and lots of parents who will never consider home education. They'll never consider taking their kids out of the public schools because for, well, for lots of different reasons. So if that's the case, then if a school is underperforming, a parent should be able to go to that public school and say, oh, hey, by the way, you guys are failing my kids and I'm now gonna withdraw my child and take them to a different public school and the money should follow the, the child. I believe that that would be a pretty good incentive for whatever school that you know you just withdraw your child from to say, hey, that $16,000 just went from the battleground School District over to Richfield or wherever it was. And hopefully it starts to put some uh, pressure on these schools to actually do better. You guys know, and I've said this, for goodness sake, I mean, probably thousands of times here at the podcast over the last eight or nine years, I do not believe that the public schools can be salvaged. I really don't. I think that we have seen now the, this, it's completely being demonstrated. And in fact, I'm going to uh, do a show on this probably in the next couple of days, but I have a friend who's working uh, uh, at a, a school district in Oregon And I just got pictures of what their child is seeing every single day when they go to school in Portland, Oregon. You can go to classroom after classroom after classroom. They're talking about cultural appropriation. They're talking about trans lives matter. They're talking about pronouns. They're talking about uh, gender ideology. They're talking about things that are patently absurd and they're gaslighting your children to make your children who believe that, you know, there there is just male and female. Well, if you believe in male and female, then you're the one who's crazy. You're the one who needs uh, counseling. You're the one who needs to have your thought processes examined. None of these things are true. Our schools are failing our children. And so in 2016, my husband and I launched Firmly Planted's Homeschool Resource Center here in Vancouver, Washington. And we are looking very seriously now at uh, expanding this model all across the United States so that other parents have access to what the families here in Vancouver have access to. And I'm telling you guys, it is life-changing. And one of the ways that we continue to have a life-changing impact in the lives of families who are seeking to escape the indoctrination and garbage education that's coming out of our public schools is to not take government money. All right, next question comes from a listener in Texas. And she said, Heidi, what's your thoughts on sleepovers? This is a great question. I am not a fan of sleepovers. I could give you a hundred reasons why I don't like it. First of all, I don't know why our kids need to be spending the night at other people's houses. If you don't know a family very, very well, I mean, I, I, I would, it. It's wrong. It would be wrong for me to say that we've never let our kids have a sleepover because that's not true. But as a general rule, I don't do it. If my daughter is going to spend the night at a friend's house, it's because I have 100% confidence in those parents. I know the children. We've been in their lives for years. I know their character. I'm not worried about what might happen after the parents go to bed at night. Uh, Most of the stories that we hear at the podcast from parents whose children have been, uh, subjected to things that they would never have been subjected to happen when parents go to bed and their sleepovers happening at neighbors' houses or at distant relatives' houses or whatever it is. I'm not a fan. I don't understand why our children need to be spending the night at homes when we don't know these families intimately well and trust them. We're talking about our kids. And you guys can call me crazy and you can say, well, you're you're super, uh, you're, you're overprotective. We care more about sheltering tomato plants in the United States than we do about sheltering children. And so if you think that this makes me an overprotective sheltering helicopter hovering parent, guilty as charged. But I happen to have raised now uh, six of our seven children in an environment where we largely did not do sleepovers. And I'm telling you, they're not worse off for it. They're better off for it. Your children are precious. And if you don't know exactly what's happening at the homes where you're dropping your kids off and leaving them to spend the night, you shouldn't be leaving them there in the first place. And so I'm not a fan of sleepovers. Uh, I never have been, and I probably never will be. I think that they should be the exception and not the rule and that parents should know very, very well who these families are and uh, and have intimate knowledge of their character before you ever let a child spend the night. At someone else's house. All right, last question comes in, and this is several questions that have been uh coming to me since the end of my run for the United States House of Representatives, and that is what are my plans for 2023? Am I gonna run again? So I'll just put it I'm gonna put that rumor to bed right now. I am not gonna run for office in 2023. Right now, we are focused, very focused, in fact, on expanding the homeschool resource center and securing funding so that we can help. Parents open up these centers all across the United States. We have a brand new facility that we are trying to purchase here in Vancouver, Washington, that we're going to be raising money for. By the way, you guys can be part of helping us do that. Our goal is to own this building free and clear and be able to minister to even more children and their families than we do right now. And if you're interested in making a donation, this is a great time to do it. You can make a year in donation to Firmly Planted Family. And let us know that you are that you want to help with uh, the the growth of firmly planted family and the ministry that we have to uh, thousands of kids here in the Portland Vancouver area who we literally are rescuing from the bankrupt morally spiritually academically bankrupt public school system that our kids are going through right now. As the year comes to a close, I want to say thank you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. So many of you listening around the country supported my run for Congress in prayer. You supported it financially. And I believe, and I'll be talking about this more in the in the days to come, but the system here in the United States, whereby we uh, we promote people to positions of leadership and to government is broken in many, many ways. I saw many things happen in Congressional District 3. That were both shocking and saddening saddening to me Uh, as a conservative woman, as someone who's committed to and have always been committed to the party that is the Republican Party or what used to be the Republican Party. In recent years, we have seen that party hijacked by ideals that bear little to no resemblance to the conservatism that I grew up admiring and wanting to be a part of. And so while I will not be uh, removing myself from the political sphere, I think that the the voices are necessary there. I'm going to be committed to finding good candidates and helping them run for office. I have a 12-year-old daughter still at home, and our daughter, Sydney, is going to be graduating this year. I have a very limited amount of time with my children, and that, to me, is my first priority. When our family agreed to run for Congress, we did it prayerfully. We did it with the agreement of every single one of our seven children and their spouses. We bathed it in prayer. And for that reason, I believe that God blessed it. Our family came out on the, of the other side of me being gone, you know, sometimes seven nights a week and traveling all over the country. I sometimes look back and I think, wow, how did we uh, add a run for Congress the United States House of Representatives to our lives, which were already very, very busy But we did it through the grace of God and through the support and prayers of so many of you who are listening to the show. And our family has come out on the other side, and we're stronger as a family. Uh, And I know that we did what God asked us to do. I I believe and we're going to see more clarity as we move forward in the days to come. What is it that the Lord wants us to do, me in particular, with the lessons that I learned from running for Congress? But I am not planning. On you know becoming a wallflower and shrinking back from the political discussions, I believe that they need to happen. I just know that my role uh, for the next several years is to spend as much time as I can with my twelve-year-old daughter and my my uh, and my seventeen-year-old daughter who's getting ready to graduate from our homeschool to pour into the ministry that is firmly planted family to see what I believe to be a real solution to the crisis of education in this country become a reality for people who live outside of Vancouver, Washington, I would love to see homeschool resource centers in Colorado and Utah and Indiana and Maine and Florida. And I believe that that is a vision that God has given us that will come to pass. And so you'll hear more about that in the days to come. I also am very discouraged, as I told you before, with the direction that the Republican Party is going. President Trump, who I voted for in 2016 and again in 2020, just held a gala at his uh, mansion in Mar-a-Lago celebrating gay marriage and celebrating what God says is sin. I don't understand what's happening with uh, former President Trump, but it's very disheartening to see. Uh, I would like to see more godly leadership, men and women who are uh, unapologetically committed to following Jesus in their private lives and in the public square. And so I will lend my voice wherever God gives me the opportunity to do that. And uh, I'm gonna continue following the Lord into the next season of my life. I cannot tell you how thankful I am to have just celebrated my 33rd wedding anniversary with my husband, Jay. We've been raising children for the last 31 years and God has uh, given us a, a wonderful Family and uh, I plan to spend the next uh, several years focusing on uh, education and on nurturing my family. I have a new book coming out, so that book will release here in just a few months in 2023. It's called Mom Strong 365: Everyday Truths for Everyday Moms. I think you guys are going to love it. It's 365 day devotional for women, and that book will will be releasing. I want to say toward the end of the summer. We're working on another project here that is going to be helping our kids with their identity to understand that their identity comes from Jesus Christ. Uh, politics, and I guess I'll end with this today, something that, that I have also seen up close and in living color in the last two years is politics is absolutely downstream from culture. And if we can't change the culture, if we can't demonstrate to the culture that, that God's ways are better. And that his ways are life-giving and that the family is worth celebrating and defending, then we're going to have a really hard time electing good people because, you know, the Republicans have said, and I just saw this in the race here, we lost. So the seat that I ran for, uh, the the gentleman that challenged me and then eventually ended up winning the, the primary here and then faced off with the Democrat, he lost the race. And the Republicans are screaming and yelling about how it's voter fraud, it's voter fraud. you guys. You better stop screaming and yelling about voter fraud and start looking to see who's coming out of our public universities and graduating from our public high schools. These are kids who hate this country. They hate the ideals that made this nation the greatest nation on the face of the earth. The Bible is the book that built America, and that has been booted out of our schools and out of our government and out of our our public institutions. That is the real issue. The issue is not voter fraud. Is there, uh, are there instances of voter fraud? Absolutely. I'm not denying that there is some voter fraud, but for, for the Republicans to sit on their hands and whine and cry like a bunch of babies about how we keep losing because of voter fraud denies the reality that we have a culture absolutely in a tailspin right now. And we've got kids coming out of our universities who genuinely believe that men can become women. I'm watching as these young people are beginning to vote. And as I've said for decades, these are tomorrow's leaders. These are tomorrow's uh, caretakers, tomorrow's judges, tomorrow's police officers, tomorrow's politicians. And education is ground zero for the hostile takeover of the United States. That's where the battle is raging. And that is where my focus is going to be for the years to come. So I appreciate you guys so much. I cannot say thank you enough. I realize I've already said it a couple times in the show, but I want to end today's podcast by just saying how grateful we are for every single one of you. Thank you for financially supporting uh, this ministry. And if you want to continue to do that, we would be honored uh, to receive those donations. If you'd like to help us with the purchase of a new building, we're going to be raising, uh, needing to raise somewhere in the neighborhood of $2.3 million. And we have seen now that the model that God has given us to uh, build right here in Vancouver is working, it's sustainable, and we believe it's going to change uh, what education looks like for generations to come. So we'd love it if you would partner with us. Again, you can go to John.com, Just click on the Give uh, tab that you'll see under Resources, or you can give a tax-deductible donation to Firmly Planted Family. So we love you guys. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Thank you so much for listening, for leaving reviews for the show, and for visiting our sponsors. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith.